0: THE HEALING WORD MINISTRY ON ONE PLACE IS BROUGHT TO YOU BY THE GENEROUS DONATIONS OF PEOPLE LIKE YOU. AT ANY TIME DURING TODAY'S MESSAGE, FEEL FREE TO SEND A PRAYER REQUEST OR MAKE A DONATION USING THE LINKS PROVIDED. NOW, I PRAY YOU WILL BE BLESSED AS PASTOR JACK MORRIS DELIVERS A MESSAGE FROM THE WORD OF GOD THAT WILL ENCOURAGE AND STRENGTHEN YOUR FAITH IN HIM.
1: FRIEND, WHEN WE PRAY, WE ARE IN TWO WORLDS. And God is in two words.
0: Is there a desire in your heart to draw closer to God today? Join Pastor Jack Morris as he opens the scriptures and takes us on a journey to do just that through consistent prayer. Be blessed and may you have an encounter with God following today's message.
1: One of the most harmful Experiences, emotions that a person can have is that of anxiety. Anxiety or worry will take your energy away and leave you feeling tired, literally tired. You can work all day in manual labor. That's a different kind of tiredness. But when you are worrying, contemplating, thinking, trying to resolve all day long when the evening comes you are wore out and you'll toss and turn all night off and on in this in your sleep worry will deplete your energy more quickly than physical labor so but we have a god we have a god what are we waiting on (laughs) Take it to the Lord in prayer. Stand still and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. And then Romans 8, 25. If we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So God's coming through and I believe this is the morning. This is it. Why is it that we... We will toss and turn all day long and then pitch on a hot pillow during the night, and we just can't make it up too early because we can't sleep. And yet, for some reason, we hesitate. We struggle with prayer. I'm going to talk about that today. Struggling with prayer. Why do we struggle? Why do we hesitate? Why don't we get out of bed and get on our knees and, and lift it up and call it like it is and let God take it from there? He'll do it. Well, some of the reasons we struggle from, from with prayer is that prayer feels like a duty. It's something that we have to do. We keep putting it off during the day. We hesitate. We wait it's it's like a duty or a homework assignment. I'll do my homework just a little bit now. And it just hangs over us instead of something looking forward to it, knowing that refreshment and healing and strength is going to come. And then another reason i'm I'm just ticking them off right now, a duty, a homework assignment, uh, And sometimes, when we do pray we do not have the sense that somebody is listening at the end of the line on the other end there is somebody on the other end and we just feel like we're just praying out it. and so we get up and pace the floor then sometimes we won't pray because we feel undeserving because we haven't prayed in a long time or we know we have not been living the life we have ill-will feelings. And we just, Lord, I'm not in a good place spiritually, so why should I pray? I'm sort of embarrassed to pray. You see, the media, we're, we're, we're media-saturated. We're looking at the media all our life long, and the pictures are just flowing real fast. Everything goes fast over the television set. Every Every moment that it's changing, we turn turn it on, and it just doesn't hardly come on fast enough. And then when it starts, boy, it just goes for about an hour and twenty or an hour and so minutes until it finishes. Wow, there it goes. We're used to the quickness. We want it done. We've been we've been conditioned that way. So a, a duty, a homework. A, Someone listening on the other end, uh, undeserving, uh, media-saturated. It's all of us, friends, and I don't feel guilty this morning. I'm just telling it like it is to this is the way it is with all of us. And this isn't a recent phenomenon, not a recent phenomenon at all we go all the way back to the new testament 2000 years ago and the disciples asked jesus to teach them how to pray and we're still asking and here i am teaching teach us how to pray we need the lord we need help and then we live with unanswered prayer we have prayed and we've waited and nothing has changed the days, the weeks, the months, the years have gone by, and it still hasn't happened, referring to the answer to the prayer. And we thought, well, why pray another prayer? That one hasn't even been answered yet. And so we just give up. We forget about the the, uh, widow knocking at the door of the unjust judge and wouldn't let him go until he answered. We forget about the Prodigal son and the dad who kept praying for his son who went off into a far country. No, he didn't come home, that son, the first night the dad prayed. The weeks went by, but the dad kept right on praying. And then one day, and then one day, the son comes home and the dad looks down the road and says, There comes my prayer answer. There comes my boy. And Daniel. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, he prayed three weeks before his prayer was answered. Jeremiah prayed ten days before his prayer was answered. Moses went up the Mount Transfiguration. He's going to receive the Ten Commandments. And it took ten six days to receive the six commandments. Friends, God doesn't work like a television show. No. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Trust God. I'm praying about prayers on my knees. I'm praying about prayer, the same prayer when I'm driving the car. I'm, I'm walking through a store. I'm praying the same prayer. I know God answers prayer. And you will know it also if you just keep on keeping on. God will bless and God will come through he answers prayer i think of i think of john newton who wrote that beautiful beautiful favorite hymn of everybody amazing grace a, a minister who's gone on to heaven now he changed a, a word in that hymn where it says that god Uh, Saved a wretch like me. He changed it that God saved a person like me. No, a person like me is a sinner. Don't change those words. John Newton was a captain of a slave ship uh, for years, bringing slaves out of Africa. I mean, he was a wretched man, and he told it like it was. I'm just no good, is what he was saying. I'm wretched, and he got so despondent, so low, so depressed that he sold his own body to an African family, to this black family, and every night that family would, on that ship, would put him in a box and put a padlock on it. And John Newton couldn't get out of that box until the morning when the family came and unlocked it and let him get out. God saved a wretch like me. Wretched, wretched. And then he turned his life over to the Lord. But before he turned his life over to the Lord and gave his heart to God, His dear mother was praying for him year after year after year. When he was bringing the slaves in from Africa, when he had sold himself to an African family and was slept in a locked box at night, mother would put a candle in the window at night. One candle. And she thought someday, Johnny's going to come home, and he's going to see that candle. That candle says, Johnny, no matter what you've done, you're welcome. I love you of your mother. Year after year, she didn't give up. Friend, listen to me this morning. What are you praying for? Why have you stopped? God wants to be gracious to you. And one night, Johnny came marching home gave his heart to the Lord, went to seminary, and became an Episcopal priest. And he wrote, amazing grace, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He was not ashamed to tell it because it was a testimony to others, and it still is a testimony to this very day.
0: Return to the message today, following this invitation for you to check out thehealingword.com. There you'll find inspirational testimonies, messages from the Word of God to empower your spiritual life, and the Pray Now app that you can access to pray with Pastor Morse over a need in your life. Everything we offer on thehealingword.com is our free gift to you, so go there today and be healed. Now let's return to the conclusion of today's message.
1: I went on the laptop. Friends, we don't need another book on prayer. We don't need another manual on how to save a marriage. We know down deep what we need to do to get right with God and to get right with ourselves and with one another. We don't need another book on prayer. We don't need to buy a new set of tapes on prayer. We don't need another weekend seminar on prayer. I mean, we've been reading books and going to seminars and buying tapes. And we still don't know how to pray. And still, prayer is an effort. It's a drudgery. We're not ready yet to pray. Well, That's the first thing, think about it. Just think about it. Mother Teresa said in order to pray better, we need to pray more. So number one, you wanna learn how to pray? You wanna learn how to drive a car? You wanna learn how to play the guitar? (laughs) You wanna learn how to pray? (laughs) It's gonna take some time. The second thing is praying at regular times making prayer rather routine. Now, both of those are something that we need to consider. When I was in divinity school, there was a Presbyterian professor there, an old man. He had been a missionary in India for years. That man to this day, now I'm an old man, but to this day, all these years, I've never met a man so godly as that man, and then I heard him giving a lecture. And in, in Passy, uh, well let me tell you this: before I hit that part, I knew that he would get up early in the morning and pray. And I said to Corinne, "I said, I'm going to ask him if I can drive over to his house and pray with him. I, I, I just wanted to be with that man whenever I saw him." I would try to be with him. He had a, a lovely wife. Uh, we had a little apartment. Rebecca was just a little child. And uh, we had them come to our house and had dinner with them. And And uh, he, w- he would play tennis. He was quite a tennis player for an old fellow. And uh, I would just go out and stand out there and watch him play tennis. I just wanted to be near him. And he was out playing tennis. And he looked over and he saw me. And he said, hi, Jack. Just wanted to be near him, so Fred said that'd be great if you get over there. So before I can get to him to ask him, he said that my prayer starts at four o'clock in the morning. I never ask him. (laughs) I thought about it. I thought to get over to his house for me to get up, get dressed, get in the car, drive. I'd have to get up three o'clock in the morning. So, for some, the routine is great, and for others, it's, it's not so great, maybe. But to have a special time, an appointment with God, I'm on time, God, I'm here, I'm on time. Friend, when we pray, we are in two worlds, and God is in two worlds. Let me tell you about it. When I pray, when you pray, I'm, and you, I'm in God's world. I'm at the throne of grace. I'm where God is. My voice is there. I'm the, I don't see him. I will someday, and you will someday. But I'm there. I'm in heaven. I'm in a different world. I have left terra firma and ascended. You may have heard of the man Philip Yancey. He's written so many wonderful books. He told on himself. You know, mo- most of us uh, are not very transparent. Maybe there are things that we shouldn't be transparent about, but maybe there are some things that we should. But I was reading just the other day Philip uh, Yancey talking about prayer. What a man of God he is. And he said that he said when I pray, get on my knees and pray. He said I'll open my eyes and look at the clock, and then I'll pray some more and open my eyes and look at the clock. Our mind is where our heart is supposed to be sometimes. And he told it on himself that he keeps glancing at the clock when he prays. Friend and If we realize where we are, we have left earth and we have entered into heaven, where we're gonna be raptured to someday. And God is taking those prayers. And the scripture in Revelation said, he's bottling them up. Some of these days he's gonna play back your own prayers to you. And you're gonna say, hey, I don't know that I really meant it. And I said the right things. But I may not have been glancing at the clock, but I knew I had to get on with this because I had something else to do. You had something more important than going to heaven? So when I pray, I'm in God's world. Now, hear this. And when I pray, God's in my world. He's right down here where I'm experiencing problems and troubles, conflict, sickness, and disease. He brings me into his world and my prayer brings him into my world. Friend, if I knew who I am and where I am, if you only knew where you have gone when you prayed that prayer, if you only knew who came when you prayed that prayer, Jesus literally came into our world. Well, God literally comes into our world also. Jesus wanted to come. He knew that he was coming into a world of hate, of blaspheme, disbelief, Yosemite, blood sweat, and crucifixion. But somebody was praying for years, In years, God had made a promise way back there. And now the fullness of time had come and Jesus came. Now listen, when you pray, Jesus comes just as surely as he came when he was born in Bethlehem of Judea. He comes into our world. What kind of world was it? Well, it was a world of, of weddings. Remember, he turned water into wine. It was a world of dinners. It was a world of blasphemy. It was a world of hate. It was a world of sickness and disease and blindness and leprosy. And when you pray, whatever is ugly in your world, that's the ugliness that he comes into. But you shot off a quick one. And then you expected the miracle. And you sort of try to make up that prayer as you were praying, trying to think of the words to say instead of thinking that you're talking to God and that God has come down into your space and that you have gone to heaven and you're in his space. Friend, when you start praying that kind of prayer, miracles are going to happen. Souls are going to be saved. Great and wonderful things are going to transpire. You see, Jesus invited, and I'll close now. Jesus invited Peter, James, and John to go up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they went up there with him. Brother, when you're with Jesus, and when he invites you to the secret closet, go! Peter and John went up on the Mount of Transfiguration and they had a revelation of Jesus like you and I have never had. He was transformed before them. And Peter was so awe-stricken that he wanted to stay on that mountain. Let's, let's just camp up here. Peter, James, John, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Jesus rejected Peter's suggestion because down in the valley are the hurting masses. And he came to take care of the hurting masses, not to closet himself up on a mountain somewhere. But he had a purpose, but he couldn't stay. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of life's problems, life's day, people need the Lord. You need the Lord. I need the Lord. And the Lord is here. We're waiting on God, yes. Don't get anxious, you will wear yourself out. Wait on God, keep praying, keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking. Keep bound, bound, bound. Storm of heaven, keep on. Talk to him, you're at the throne of grace. What a place to be, but we don't know we're there. There's not a quick fix. And sometimes Jesus will say, wait, we have to wait. We have to wait to his time when the fullness of time was come. Sometimes when God's going to answer a prayer, it's not just going to be for me, but it involves a number of other people. And God has to take care of them and get them ready for the answer to be meaningful to me. You see, God knows what he's doing. Wish to God that I knew what I was doing, and that is his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. When you pray, it's earth and heaven, earth and heaven, heaven and earth, heaven and earth. They come together. Your prayer did it. God's going to bless you today. He already has. Bless me also, and he's going to bless me at this holy table.
0: Much of today's message focused on prayer and the importance of using it to draw closer to God. Pastor Morris, last week you told us about a new resource available at thehealingword.com that can assist with our prayer life.
1: Can you share that with us again? Thanks, Eric. Hello, friend. The ministry of the Healing Word is reaching more and more people with hope and healing, and I'm excited to tell you about our new website, thehealingword.com. THERE YOU'LL FIND INSPIRATIONAL TESTIMONIES, MESSAGES THAT WILL ENCOURAGE YOU IN YOUR CHRISTIAN WALK, AND A NEW RESOURCE CALLED PRAY NOW. GOD WANTS TO ANSWER YOUR PRAYERS, AND I WANT TO PRAY WITH YOU. SIMPLY GO TO THEHEALINGWORD.COM, CLICK ON PRAY NOW, AND CHOOSE THE TOPIC THAT BEST DESCRIBES YOUR NEED. I WILL PRAY WITH YOU AND PROVIDE SOME PRACTICAL STEPS FROM THE WORD OF GOD TO HELP YOU OVERCOME. TODAY IS THE DAY TO BE HEALED to be restored so let's pray now thanks for the update pastor
0: and I'm ready to pray now join us tomorrow for another healing word message until then blessings on you